doctor cat? Are they cats that like prescribe you oh. medicine? What was, happens? Uh, I'm afraid you have a serious case of meow. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm, I'm Brett Ash. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Brett as well. <laughs> and I'm stepping on people's lines. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're doubling down on Brett's today. So our guest today is Brett Scanlon. Welcome, Brett. Thank you. Good to be here. Brett to double Brett. Brett sequel. Double Brett. I don't know. Oh. It's like Ed, Ed, and Eddie. He's double T. Yeah. Oh. We'll call, we'll call you Big Brett. <laughs> wait, which, wait, which one's Yeah, which Brett? one of us? <laughs> hey, you guys know who's who. <laughs> That'll clear things up. Uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> We're the you, can, you can address every question to Brett's, okay. and one you of us will start answer. start a band. <laughs> like the Bobs? <laughs> You play an instrument, Brettita? Uh, uh, guitar a little bit. Okay. Oh, look at that. We're basically there. All right. So this uh, this whole ridiculousness is for a pretty ridiculous movie. Uh, this time we're going to be watching Monkey Bone from 2001, um, which I think is is good because two of us here on this call are stop motion animators. Or OG Brett, People. Are, have you done... Stop motion animation too. He's done directing. Yeah, I've been in, okay. I've been involved. Uh, I do I do a lot of the the post stuff, but I've never actually animated it myself. And of course, Sam has done some stop motion animation work and product producing for stop mm-hmm. motion animation. Yep. And our new friend Brett Scanlon is a, a motion stop motion animator as well. Um, and so we decided on a stop motion animation theme this time around. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> you, you all know this, but I'm introducing this to our, to our audience. Now, uh, new Brett, you've, got, you, you've done some work in stop motion animation. We've seen some of your work in Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. I was um, processing 3D printed parts for that. So I had a hand in a lot of the faces that you see on the characters. You mean you were punching maquettes? Uh, some of them, yeah. Actually, on my last day, I got one of the monkey faces um, because that was the worst one to process, and I dropped a bowling ball on it. <gasps> oh, so you like rage disposed of maquettes at the end of the production? You like office spaced, but on <laughs> on that monkey. Yeah, it was, it felt so good. Um, we also had uh, different Frankenstein monsters made of different. Um, puppet faces and parts on our desks. So you were basically wow. like working for the mini-faced god? Essentially, oh, yeah. 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 You want to talk about what you're doing now? Uh, nowadays, I am currently at Stupid Buddy Studios um, doing set dressing on Robot Chicken. That's so cool. Excellent. It, so it what, has been wait, great. Do you, do you dress the little puppets? Like, you know, you put them in little <laughs> outfits. And, no. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The sets, I, I don't actually ever touch the puppets, really, but um, I basically... Oh, come on. Get, come on. Be honest. You touch the puppets. <laughs> we know you do, and no one's looking. Shh. Uh, <laughs> don't tell. No. Um, basically, I'll uh, get like a shot or something to work on, put the set up, put all the props where they go, and 
get it all pretty looking for the puppets, for the animation and everything. So it's like a modern day dollhouse. You're like, yeah, Ooh, pretty much. Yeah. I never wanted to stop playing with action figures, so I went into stop motion. Oh, nice. There was a time at uh, Comic-Con, one of the off-site events, maybe three, four years ago. Stupid Buddy was there, and they had a scene that they'd set up. And I think maybe they were doing animation work there on site just as like a demonstration thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to paint a picture of what this looks like. It's um, it's like the size of two microwave ovens. It's just like this, a room about that size. I wish I could think of a better way to size that out. Is, am I thinking along the right things? You just basically construct a room in this box. Yeah. Action figure like, mm-hmm. scale. Pretty much, yeah. That sounds like a two-by-four set. <laughs> if you want to okay. get technical. Tell us about a two-by-four set. It is two feet by four feet. Oh. That's oh. all I <laughs> I guess I could have done that. <laughs> what, what's that in meters? <laughs> Is that the standard sort of thing? I mean, we are going to watch a movie that is a mix of live action and stop motion. So I don't know how much of this translates to that. Wow, how appropriate because we just watched a movie that was a mix of animation and Yeah, that's an, an interesting angle to talk mm-hmm. about. And and tangent after tangent after tangent here, and I want to reel back to the set design thing. Um but I do want to because on my mind, I want to apologize that we did talk about a movie that combined animation with live action, and we not once mentioned Space Jam. Oh, yeah. And I'm surprised we didn't get <laughs> shit on Twitter. I can't believe Twitter. we didn't oh. mention Space Jam. Yeah. Also, we should do Space Jam. Oh, God. Yeah? What? You don't like Space Jam? I've actually there's never n- seen Space Jam. There's no way it's good. Excuse me. Whoa. You have never seen Space never Jam? Never seen Space Jam. I'm not Whoa. surprised. I want to talk about set dressing for stop motion animation. All right. And and this is that a standard set or or when you do a a film is it going to be a different setup? Are there larger sets? Um yeah, it really depends on the production. Um with like Robot Chicken since it's such like short little sketches and kind of take place more like clothes like in rooms usually or on an outside set. It'll be um Smaller, easier to move around. Um, back when I was at Leica, the sets, some of the sets there were pretty massive. Yeah. Uh, pretty big, like, um, I don't know, 15 by 20 or so for some of them. Wow. And then there's yeah. the thing that played in the credits of Kubo. Was it a, am I remembering right, a giant skeleton monster? Uh, oh, I actually have that on my shirt right now. Yeah. Um, nice. Cool. It was a uh, Guinness World Record for largest animatable puppet, I think. Whoa. Yeah. So okay. it was a giant skeleton um, basically hooked up to computers and wires to be able to like move different parts and move where the head and everything goes. Yeah. Wow. But that's extremely unusual for stop motion animation, I would assume. To have a puppet that big, uh, yeah, that's... Mostly I've heard of. How are you handling, uh, or are you going to handle the set on your personal project? Like, is that a huge ordeal or? Um, figuring that, that out. Is two by four? Oh, God, that's like, a, I can't remember the exact measurements, but I think it's like 10 by 20 or so. Oh, wow. Ooh. There's sh- so maybe, maybe so 18. You're going the Leica route on that one. Yeah, that one, um, basically, what my living situation has been in Portland 
um, living in a house with roommates, and I kind of claimed a good chunk of the garage for studio space. I'm like, I got all this space. I'm going to make a big, massive set. And now I'm attempting to move down here. And it's like, I have a big, massive set. I got to figure out what to do with that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure my roommates will be happy to have a garage that they can use again. Yeah, the, the garage you've vacated mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck yep. finding that much space in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I might be uh, looking into renting just a, a place to live and then an extra garage somewhere that I can set up or something. We'll see. I'm, I'm weighing different options. So this, this movie that we're going to watch is a bit unusual, and certainly we've seen a few movies that mix live action and stop motion. But usually what you see is a strictly stop-motion animated movie. So I think this is a little bit unusual. Or I did you mention see it. Or you see it more in the realm of VFX, where yeah. it's stop-motion, but it's trying okay. to be realistic. Like mm-hmm. RoboCop or the Harryhausen stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He saw it in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with the ant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that is more common than I was thinking then, because it is a technique for visual effects. Mm-hmm. Or I guess was. Like, do people even do that anymore? Uh, Not very often. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, and actually it's it, it just popped into my head, but I don't think it's stop motion at all, was uh, where the wild things are. Because uh, they did a lot of like weird comping in that with mm-hmm. uh, puppets and and large suits, but also like comping in real stuff with it. Uh, but I'm not sure... That's the last one I can think of. Yeah, I'm uh, just popping to mind in uh, Jurassic Park. Originally, they were going to do stop motion for the dinosaurs. Yeah. And then right. um, they even had a couple tests for it, and then they uh, decided to go CG with it. Um, Didn't which they still I, capture like the motion from the puppets, and then they kind of translated that to the CG and made it even better? I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah. it's, it does still surprise me how well the CG in that movie is aged compared to many others, even modern day, some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a topic that comes up fairly often when we're judging. Jurassic Park is like my favorite movie. So we talk about it a lot. So, you know, another thing that I think coincidentally we end up talking about is how much we kind of love Henry Selleck. Oh my God. So much. I do love him. And so our director for this movie is Henry Selleck. Are you shitting me? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? That's You're why I love this movie. You're supposed to know these things. I don't know these Shame. things. Shame. Shame. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud. Damn it. I know nothing. It's fine. So I think most people know Henry Selleck from Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, most people don't realize he's the actual director of that movie. Right. There's so many people who just assume that Tim Burton was the director. Mm-hmm. But I think his most famous film was nightmare before christmas totally though people tend to not even give him credit for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but i think Coraline, james and the giant peach come oh, right yeah. after that he did Coraline. that's right yeah but i think i might even say my favorite henry Selleck is the the whimsical visual effects he did for life aquatic <gasps> oh that's I right that was him too love those effects that, yeah. that was so that. much fun mm-hmm. yeah yeah the fish i think uh, OG Brett, you were talking a little bit about this <laughs> oh, recently. Brett. You know how it's it, it it gives it more of a a a true feel, just leaning into the artificial and whimsy of it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to look real, so let's not make it look real. Let's make it look magical. Yeah, you can you can swing and miss at realism, or you can really nail just a, f- a f- fantasy look. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Can I just go on a quick little tangent? I just happened to listen. <laughs> no tangents on this show. I'm sorry, but I've been listening to the podcast, last podcast on the left. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's pretty great. Check it out. But they did a whole episode on um, L. Ron Hubbard, who created Scientology. And did you know that the Sea Org is because he took several Scientologists and they went out on a boat and they lived on a boat for 10 years. And the way they described it in the podcast, I was like, this kind of sounds like life aquatic. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was pretty... <laughs> anyway, it Were was they funny. trying to make documentaries? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Were they, were they trying to find aliens in the ocean? Yes, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that one, I don't really know that now one. Now you're just saying yes to anything but that like, sounds ridiculous. But if somebody did something wrong, they would throw them over the boat. And then they would like scoop them back out, but that was like your punishment. It just sounds like something ridiculous that they do on Life Aquatic, you know, like you did something wrong. So every morning we gather everyone up and whoever did something wrong, they get thrown off the boat and then picked back up. Make people walk the plank. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the whole like interns don't get Glocks or whatever. You know, it's just so (laughs) ridiculous. Anyway, sorry. So I... I'm the one who's literally never seen this movie. Ooh. And I'm sure people are going to come down on me like about that. I don't know if I you're going to like either. it or not. Yeah, Sam's oh, really? new here. Okay. Oh, wow. So I didn't have a tremendous amount of insight into this. And I, I started looking at the actors in the movie. It's got our boy Frazier. It's a huge list of actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris yeah. Kattan. So we're, we're coming Sorry, back to, to Brendan Fraser. Or, go ahead, Ash. You Those are the, the only two the I remember. List the actors cold. <laughs> Frazier, Chris Kattan. Okay. Uh, don't look at my eyes. Isn't Whoopi Goldberg in this too? No. Damn, I'm good. Whoopi. Uh, I don't remember any other ones. <laughs> nah. There are oh, yeah. two actors from Breaking Bad in this movie. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, what's his face? Main, main dude? <laughs> no, Cranston is not in <laughs> oh, this. Do you want me to tell you or just yeah, want, I didn't want you to discover it? Me. This is not a podcast. The DEA uncle probably would be my guess. Or nope. not uncle. No. Aaron Paul? No, I think Aaron Paul is way too young. Oh. Yeah. I think Aaron Paul pretty much started with Breaking Bad. As oh. far as I know, that's where he like really actually got known. Gotcha. So Bob Odenkirk is in this. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. And Giancarlo Esposito is in this. Oh. Um, Gus Fring. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That dude's like, once you start realizing how much shit he's done, you realize he's in like everything. Yeah, he's done some stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a huge list. Um, John Turturro, Rose McGowan, Dave Foley, Megan Mullally. <gasps> really? I'm I mean, so excited. And and it, I don't even know what's going on in this movie, whether some of these are voices. They're or... probably a lot of voices. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of animated characters. So from uh, what little you know, do you have any guesses on how the movie's going to go or what direction it's going to go? So I think it would be a good idea for me to get mine out of the yeah, way first. Yeah, let's hear you. And then Sam. Because I, I'm a little uncomfortable talking about it because I kind of don't want to watch this movie. Oh, <laughs> I like, knew and, you couldn't. And I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it just never seemed – it seemed like – Beetlejuice was good. Let's try and do that again for $57. Mm-hmm. 
No. It just, it always looked kind of. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. That's not this movie. No. Okay. But I, but I love that. It yeah. was also a little bit of my mind was like, uh, well, okay, let's, let's, let's do James and the Giant Peach. But instead of an adorable little child, let's put Encino Man in it. And that also doesn't excite me <laughs> because it was at a time like, let's face it. Brendan Fraser has been good. Brendan Fraser has been bad. And if this is a movie with Encino Man in it, no. you know, dancing with stop animation monkeys. No, this is Brendan that, that Fraser gold. That's what? It's Brendan Fraser gold. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm very hopeful wrong, and, and willing to be proven wrong on that. Um, I think I took a pretty hard line stance against things like yeah, uh, the substitute, but this is one that I'm just, <laughs> I'm not thrilled about, but I could have my mind changed because looking back, I love everything else that I've seen of Henry Selleck. Mm-hmm. So I guess actually, be. now that I think about it, I could see the Beetlejuice comparison, but I won't say anything okay. else. I could understand why you thought Monkey that. bun, monkey bun, monkey bun. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you sam do you do you even know it by reputation like what i mean i don't think this film had a good reputation so. <laughs> no i mean i learned a little bit about its reputation today when i casually mentioned what movie we'd be doing for the podcast it doesn't have a good rapport uh, no. i think critically so, it didn't do well yeah I mean, I, I don't know anything about this movie other than the movie poster. So I have a feeling it's going to be kind of wacky like The Mask, but a little more drug trippy like Train Spotting, but oh, not God. so serious. God, have you seen Train Spotting? That no. horrifying. <laughs> that is not something you just throw out there. <laughs> I haven't seen train spotting either. So there's a little insight into what I think about train spotting. Um, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know why I think it's going to be about drugs. I just do. No factual basis for that. Because it's a Henry Selleck film and you have to imagine he's on so many drugs when he makes this shit. Well, it is. I thought it's a movie about Brendan Fraser has a monkey on his back. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, so it's a drug movie. Wait, oh, is that a drug euphemism? <laughs> it's a euphemism for addiction. Oh. There you go. Well, wow. Welcome to culture. Interesting. Excuse me, <laughs> mister. I have never seen Space Jam. You have no right to judge me. Oh, man, there are so many layers to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you define uh, culture as Space Jam. Well... <laughs> Listen so much Griffin McElroy. No, thank you Can you blame me? Point. Can you you've, blame you've never pumped up the jam. <laughs> wow. Can we please watch that movie next now? So, Beardy Brett, you seem to be the one most. Nickname every time. <laughs> I'm excited to see how many names you can come up with. Yeah, it's yeah. impressive. Um. Oh, is that was that my turn to, to yeah. talk about? Get the fuck out of here, podcast cat. Uh, So, okay. I don't think I'm going to like this movie, but uh, (laughs) uh, there's there's a few reasons why. Um, And it's not to say that it's going to be a bad movie, but I 
I'm pretty sure this is like the the uh, antithesis of uh, my kind of comedy movie. It's I think there's a lot of like crazy, crazy, crazy slapstick stuff uh, from the, or at least the, what I remember. Like because I I remember a few scenes and there's a there's a few like comedy gold moments uh, and then a whole bunch of like there. Wow, I was trying a lot trying really hard for a laugh there but that's also i have a very unique sense of humor so i can't speak for everyone with that guess um that's a pretty that was a very non-committal prediction there uh, yeah no i it's i think what i what i'm looking forward to most in this is chris Catan. yes chris Catan pre-mango <laughs> i could is care less about brendan fraser here mango what is this where you got the idea for Mango? i maybe i don't know but he's I, just I, he's just chris Catan. I don't remember where he comes into this, but God, I hope it's like a lot of the movie with Chris Kattan, because uh, I'm not like super stoked on Brendan Fraser uh, screaming a lot, uh, which I think happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess there's a bit of that. Wow, you guys aren't making me feel mm-hmm. good about this. But I want it's some of that. Fine. I want some of that Kattan. This was like this was like prime Kattan. Yeah. Did you know the reason why he fell off the face of the planet was because he got in like a serious accident? Oh, no way. Yeah. He was like in an accident and it like affected him. Like Tracy Morgan? Uh, I think, yeah. It was something like that. I'm trying to remember. Internet, provide me with clear information. All right. So as you were very excited about this. I am. I don't care what you say. (laughs) I love rarely Chris do. and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> very okay. So I honestly don't remember a lot about this movie, but I remember really liking it when it came out. I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm not saying it's amazing. I just remember. <laughs> I think you said it's amazing. <laughs> no, I didn't. We're gonna have to go back to the tape. Shh. Shh. Um, and we're just gonna the pack. re-edit it. Cut in out the pack. Say not. <laughs> Um, but I remember really liking it. I remember it being like still Brendan Frazier on his prime time. Jesus. Like I remember lots of, lots of his good comedy moments. And then of course, Chris Kattan just being wacky. And then I think the other reason why I really liked this movie is because it's kind of, I wouldn't necessarily call it like dark comedy but it has like a little bit of an edge of dark comedy you know like sort of like like Beetlejuice I guess it has that vibe of like you know like in Beetlejuice it's like well we're dead we gotta make the most of it kind of thing you know or somebody's head will get chopped off or something you know and that's funny and I guess that's kind of my sense of humor you know is I have a question about that Uh because I I think I mentioned this before as a a theme i guess for stop motion is always like creepy or creepy funny and is that Mm -hmm. is that you think that's a thing that's deep in the movie or do you think that's something that's deep in the style that they chose no because i i give you aardman you know wallace and gromit creature comes true but they're like the exception yeah. I think a lot of stop motion is kind of naturally creepy just because you're seeing like inanimate dolls come to life. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I mean, not all stop motion, of course, but some of it can get really creepy. Like, if you've ever seen any uh, Brothers Quay, that oh, stuff God. is weird, surrealist, yeah. creepy. I love it. Well, this is cr- 
This is creepy as in, and this isn't really a spoiler, but this is creepy as in one of the characters is a snake that's been run over and it has like the tire tracks through it. So it's like creepy funny, you know, it's like yeah. a dead snake, but he's a the, character and you still see yeah, very, nothing like very Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah, there's. No, that sounds just like I, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I conceded and I said that I can see the similarities. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, the a couple of characters in it that kind of remind me of the uh, Beetlejuice waiting room scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, it does have along that. Along those vibe. lines. Yeah. But. But new bread, I like what you're saying about the, the idea of there is a dead, lifeless thing lying on a table, and you're putting a spirit into it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like it's very easy to draw a connection. I could see a lot of stop anim- stop motion animators trying to think of ideas and stories to tell, and that's a very easy place to jump into. Mm-hmm. Quirky, creepy. That's what I'd call it. Okay. Quirky, yeah. creepy. I think that's a good way to describe a lot of Henry Selleck stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Quirky, creepy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Coraline. Um, I. It's one of my favorite movies, but uh, that's creepy for a kids' movie. Sewing that, buttons yeah. in your eyes yeah. and totally. Yeah. That was even creep. I was an adult and watched that, and I was like, "This is creepy." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. I. I really dug it. I. I like it. Yeah. And I, and then, from what I remember, I feel like Monkey Bone um, is geared towards an older audience. Yes, uh, there's yeah. a, some dirty humor in it, um, some mm-hmm. dark themes. From what I remember, um, I think I might be making this up, but I think Stephen King actually makes an appearance as himself. <laughs> what? Oh, oh wow. yeah, yeah. I forgot. How is he writing himself into other people's stories now? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And there's there's a specific thing that I remember being super that is like adult creepy but funny that is so my humor but I'll wait till after we watch it and it's I wonder if when you guys see it if you'll be like yeah Ash would do that in a video for sure <laughs> uh, I do remember I think pretty well what Chris Kattan's role in it is in it and. I love that part. I love his character. Yes. If I'm if I'm remembering right, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Yeah, but, I don't um, want to say anything either because I think mm-hmm. I remember. So I have fond Owl memories Brett, of that scene. Owl Brett, yes. did you like? You were bringing this movie to the table, right? This, uh, you I chose think this. I, I may have been the deciding vote. Yeah. Yeah, I think the idea is mm-hmm. that we presented a, a bunch of stop motion animation movies we were interested in, and you ultimately chose this one. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think, would be interesting to get your prediction as well as why why is this the one you wanted? Mm-hmm. I think this one was uh, maybe from the list was the one I'd seen the longest time ago. Like it's been the longest time since I've seen this one. Um, yeah, I, uh, do you remember when this came out or what year? Two thousand one. Okay. Yeah. Um, Monkey I, Odyssey. I might have seen it one time since then, but I I just remember seeing it when it came out. So I was like. 2001 as 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're a baby. I'm a little. <laughs> I think he's your age. Oh. <laughs> How old were you in 2001? I guess I, uh, yeah, I guess I was like 13. Maybe 12 13. <laughs> Oh, you were wow. so much older than me. Such a difference. I, <laughs> I, I like that, you know, picking out, because this, this show is all about do we remember things well? And I like that you picked the one you've seen the longest time ago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your longest separation from it. I'm also so, excited to uh, see it as an adult and um, 
yeah, see how much of it might have gone over my head when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. Do you have an expectation? Do you think you're still going to like it? Or did you like it to begin with? Um, I, I always remember liking it. Not that it was ever my favorite movie ever, but I remember enjoying it. Um, yeah, That's I'm the threshold sure. you should expect, everybody. Just yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable. <Wow. laughs> it's enjoyable. It's dark. Um, I mean, the name of it's Monkey Bone, which I think, if I remember right, is a masturbation joke in it. So it's, yeah. it gets odd. And so what are you expecting today? Um, I'm expecting I'll probably feel about the same. Like, yeah, that was good. Not my, not my favorite Henry Selleck, but still enjoyable. But we'll see. We'll see if it holds up. I wonder if the animation will hold up to your standards. Ooh, yeah. It's Henry, so probably. I would, I would assume so. I'm interested in how it mixes with live action. Because mm-hmm. we saw a lot of the staging and the performance of, and what it takes to shoot live action to match with animation when we talked about Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, and how does that translate here? I'm yeah. curious to see how well that works. I think if I remember correctly, there's a lot of uh, set and character design that really you can tell is Henry Selleck's like style influence kind of thing. Yeah. All right. So did anybody look to see where this thing is available? Ash has no. the DVD. Oh, gosh. Have you DVD. have a DVD? Do we, can have, we get I, it? <laughs> I have the DVD and I'm looking at the title right now, which apparently is just the Pokemon font. That they just stole <laughs> and wrote monkey bone in. Wow. <laughs> monkey so, bone. Yeah, I'm sure it's on iTunes and Google Play at least. So we're we're yep. gonna pause the recording. We're gonna watch Monkey Bone. So at this point you might wanna check out the movie and join us when you're done. She's a brick. <laughs> How she bought the Letting it all hang out. Nothing says romantic like, like being house. proposed to with Brick House. So I think we need to address the elephant in the room. I think we do too. This movie takes a lot from Beetlejuice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Encino, Encino Man. Man. <laughs> a lot, you guys. Can we talk about oh. the fact that Brandon Fraser is a human ape? Like he just is. Can we talk about the fact that Bryce walked in the house halfway through the movie and said, oh, you're watching Beetlejuice? <laughs> Bryce, I'm disappointed in you. Uh, I'm so correct about my expectations of this movie. I, I, I owe you an apology, and I will fully, I fully admit that you are right. In your <laughs> Before you go too deep in that apology, this movie is kind of awesome. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was the most uneven thing I've ever seen. Yes. When yes. this movie's that's bad, a good way to it put it. Garbage. Yeah. But there is some. But the second Chris in Kattan gets into this movie, oh my god! Chris Kattan with Bob Odenkirk chasing so him. So good. And the yeah, some of the stop motion animation was amazing. Yeah. So, like some of those weird costumes fell flat. I, like the big rubber heads. I'm no surprised. Thing. I wonder if you, Brett Tata, remember more <laughs> stop motion because I remember there being more. Like I remember all the characters in that mm-hmm. land being stop motion, and clearly I was remembering incorrectly. 
Um, no, I think I remembered about right. Just a couple characters stop motion, but mm-hmm. I think um, I know it's a lot of the character design that still yeah. strikes me as very Henry Selleck and yes, very weird and surreal in that way. Yeah, I think it's very cool design. Some mm-hmm. of it was very badly executed. There's like this pig character with the shocked look on his face. Uh-huh. And if yeah. we had seen that... And the eyes for, popping out. Yeah. If we had seen that for like four frames, it would have been mm-hmm. great. But as it lingered on the screen, your brain quickly realized, that ain't moving. Right. Like that is a faux rubber cast moving. that does not move at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, some of that stuff kind of fell flat. They it looked like they didn't have the biggest budget, right? And they they spent the budget on that ridiculous air balloon balloon fight at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought his like nightmare nightmare looked pretty good. Yeah, that it was would, cool. Yeah, um, really the creepy pencil sketch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really good. Yeah, you, but. I mean, I kind of like they set that up at the beginning of the movie as like, oh, even that drawing looks like somebody tried. And and Ash, I didn't mean to shut you down because you're making this point of he is like a living chimpanzee. He is. He just is. And sometimes it was really, really good. When he was like swinging from the bedpost. So let's talk about the, <laughs> one of the worst because we've seen the substitute. Let's talk about one of the worst <laughs> sex scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> now. What is happening when she opens her robe, wraps her robe around yes. him, and then they just kind of wiggle around? I don't know. <laughs> what I don't know. is that creepiness? This movie felt like it was written by like a 13-year-old boy, didn't yeah. it? It's just I, I just know. I'm amazed at the strength of that bedpost. Yes. To hold I up all of him swinging and hanging and Right, so immediately after that creepy robe thing, it's Brendan Fraser swinging around the bedpost, and he really is moving like a chimpanzee. Like, he's studied yeah. it. He he's... I, all I could think of was, like, I wonder, was George of the Jungle before or after this? Because... Pretty sure it's after. It's like, oh, I can see the makings of George of the Jungle here. Okay. Like, I can I see... I think it was before. Was I it would before? Guess, I would guess before. But yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm truly not sure. Fact check. But you can just tell he's having so much fucking fun in those scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, you and can it's just kind of his it. jam. Yeah, mm-hmm. on his face. It's just like pure bliss. Like, I bet that's what it's really like to have sex with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and, and so here's what you have what, to do. No in sex, scene. just awkward monkey <laughs> dancing. Yes. And this is what I was trying to do because you have you have to do this in the scene. You've got to take it for granted. This movie is like PG or PG-13. So during the sex scene, they're all wearing clothes. But if this were really going down, he would have been naked swinging around those bedposts, you know, climbing up and like hanging his ass over her head and everything, like climbing up on top and then falling down. Yeah. Like you have to imagine that in that scene. Uh, Hey, baby. Phrasing. Yeah. Yeah. You can call that phrasing. But that's that kind of defines this movie. Yes, true. That was horrible. But, but fun. it was really funny though. Yeah. It was still kind <laughs> of fun. I felt like the I felt like the first half of the movie, I was like, 
wow, I guess this wasn't as funny as I remembered. But then the second half, like just this idea of these doctors chasing a corpse (laughs) to get his organs and his organs like flying out of him. Like that is something I would write for sure. That is the thing. I mean, it kind of became a Mr. Show sketch. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just Bob Odenkirk chasing a a dead gymnast around. Yeah. I really liked uh, when Chris Can first woke up and had the bone saw and swinging it around. <laughs> swinging it around. Yeah. yeah. My, I've got a. It's a bone saw. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when Bob Odenkirk leans out the window and he says, Come back. We don't want to hurt you. We just want your organs. <laughs> I love how like, they don't even question that a dead man came back to life. They just really want just the chase organs. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love that the first time they don't question it, but the second time they're all fucking terrified. Yeah. That's when it's too weird for them. Yeah. <laughs> The, just the acting and the way Chris Kattan moved as the so dead good. gymnast. So funny. Like, no words are being said, and I just want to watch him run around like a goob the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, you guys were so right about Chris Kattan. Oh, it, he's he was amazing. so good. It's a shame that it was only like a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I remembered much more of him. For some reason, I thought he was, I had a memory of him being the monkey in the body but i mm-hmm. i was uh, totally wrong well what he did was awesome like you really thought that his neck was broken yeah I I, it just i don't know how he did it but you guys were right george of the jungle was 97 it was way before this oh so that's where he got all the moves he had well, practiced in Cena man george of the jungle then <laughs> he's this. been practicing for this role his yeah. whole life guys <laughs> watch there out Andy of- circus <laughs> <laughs> sorry oh man oh there were a lot of faces in this that i recognized but couldn't quite figure out where they were from nick called one in the beginning the broken lizard dude yeah i need to figure this out because i think it was steve lemmy i think his name is one of the uh, uh broken lizard guys the super trooper guys was like a security guard when the, the car game. crashed. Mm-hmm. I need to find that. Can we talk about how awful that security guard was at the end? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> I'm I'm detaining someone. Oh look, a puppy. Like yeah. what's so, up? Yeah, Brett Brett said the same thing. Yeah, he's like I, I'm kind of slowly walking this guy out who just broke in. Yeah. Or like when Chris Kattan first came in. He did all the flips, and the guards were looking at him, and he flipped past him, and the guards go right to the doctors like, no, you guys can't come in. Yeah. Never never mind what just happened right above us. You guys, you're not on the list. So here's some perspective on that. I used to be a museum security guard. Did you let corpses come through if they did flips? No, but I would totally stop and say hi to puppies before I did my actual job. Like, that is just 100% accurate. So this was you. Yep. So, yeah, so you were the <laughs> shitty security guard. Yeah, yeah. Spe- especially like in the middle of kicking someone out. Like this is the worst part of my day is actually having to do something. Oh, look, a puppy! <laughs> hey, come here, buddy. So that's what grounded the like movie. How, really. Yeah, I I also like how like he's he's pulling this guy away who's an intruder, and she just comes up and she's like, "I need to speak to this man." And he's like, "Okay." Like, no <laughs> argument whatsoever. He's just like, all right. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's just not that attached to anything that's going on. <laughs> In fact, not. that was the least weird part of th- that scene as far as the background people go, because obviously the 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 main actors were b- freaking out in that but like th- the giant piñata with the toys and these people who are donating you know th- presumably thousands of dollars and then they break the thing open and toys fall out and the entire crowd rushes the pile of toys and that was like the thing we were supposed to overlook while they were doing their chase scene and i was just like what are all these rich people doing like fighting over toys. Well, clearly so they, you've never they, waited in line at Comic-Con for something that everybody wants. <laughs> There's like a switch that gets flipped in people's heads and like, I have to have that thing. That's true. And then this crowd thing takes over. Maybe it's like the Elmo doll. Did they ever like collect the uh, dolls that came out or did people just come home with those and have nightmares? And that's just not really spoken about after the movie. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. They yeah. kind of built it up as like this ultimate danger. But I guess the worst thing is they go home and they rip off their clothes like Dave Foley. It's not like people are going to be dying. Like, didn't the bad guys succeed in this movie, really? They kind of did. I guess so. Good good, uh, good eye, Brett, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> the sequel. I wasn't able to confirm that that was the Broken Lizard guy, but... You remember in that awkward dance party scene? Yes. There was a giant white Yeti. Yes. Awkwardly mm-hmm. dancing. Doug Jones. Really? Yeah. Wow. His like least favorite role, probably. Yeah. Because they so needed was... like awesome like physical movement guy for that awkward dance scene. I was I saw his name on the list. I was wondering which creature he would be, but I still couldn't place um the other guy from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Plays Gus. Oh, no. Oh, get this. He was Hypno. Okay. Crazy, right? Yeah, I thought maybe, but it's just so so different than Gus. Yeah. I couldn't see it until Ash was like, yeah, it's definitely him. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, it is him. Yeah. A much younger him. Yeah. I only picked up on it because his voice. I recognized his voice. Mm-hmm. But we watched the special features and the special features has this, I'm going to text it to Sam, but this, the special features had all this behind the scenes, like how they did the puppeteering and how they did the stop motion and all that. How stuff. they mixed stop motion with live action. Yeah. Cool. With some crazy blue and green screen stuff. But the best part was, was seeing the Gus guy wearing a half green man suit kneeling on the bed and i just sent you the picture it's pretty amazing i'll make sure to tweet it but he then walks around like that and it's hilarious i really liked his stubby little legs like that was i don't know when you see that it's a little unsettling and like weird nightmarish creepy and can't possibly Uh, support the weight yeah i don't know there's just some little things like that that um like some of the character designs the weird creepy bee that was with him and some of those like yeah but the b was another case of great design horrible execution because mm-hmm. it was yeah. just it was completely unmoving static face solid well, that w- head that was just the girl mm-hmm. from guardians, guardians of the galaxy of too right <laughs> that's what i said that was it's not mantis, mantis. <laughs> that was a hundred percent mantis's sister 
Yeah. Oh, that is a crazy picture. I it kills me what they did to Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Kills Such me a what great they character. Did in Guardians of the Galaxy. They didn't do her justice. You know, there was a lot of this movie where I'm like really fascinated and impressed by how they combined the stop motion with live action. Cause it's not just like static shots, it's you know, a a stop motion character climbing around Brendan Fraser's shoulder. Or yeah. grabbing a pants leg and he kicks it away. Mm-hmm. And some of these behind-the-scenes videos were amazing. There's like a blue screen with a blue, creepy Brendan Fraser mannequin yeah. that they had to <laughs> animate the characters around. So and they, they animated the mannequin, together. too, to match Brendan's movement. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. And then they also did red screen, which I've never seen before. But I don't know if you remember the gold character that brought him the invitation to Hypno's party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also thought that was a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 character. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they did that on red screen, which I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe you guys could answer, like, is is gold tough to do on blue screen, maybe? And so they had to do red? Huh. I Uh, don't know. Yeah, I mean, usually it just depends on, um, like, getting a high contrast color. Behind it, like if they're using a green thing, that's why they'll use a blue screen a lot of times, or maybe blue or green just didn't work with gold, so they had to go red, which would be like a lot farther from it, a lot higher mm. contrast. It could have to do with if... the reflections too. Mm-hmm. If the reflections were picking up green or gold or blue, then they'd have to go with a different color. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was wondering if something is reflective, does does a red screen work better? Because the two cases maybe of match screen were metallic objects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have matched the lighting better with the reflections. Like, I want to talk about how Bridget Fonda has not done anything after like Jackie Brown. Like She stopped cold. And I really want to know what's going on with that. She, Who was she in this again? The girlfriend, Julie? Yeah, Doc. Oh. The last thing she did was in 2002. Like she just up and stopped working, and she's Is fantastic. She dead? I don't think she's dead. Question mark. That would be depressing, no? Oh, well, I don't know. She's okay. Everybody, she's okay. <laughs> she's okay. Is okay. <laughs> Maybe she was just like, "That's that's enough money," and then like, <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess people start hating their jobs at some point so maybe so there was something interesting i noticed i wonder how sam and uh brett squared feel about this but (laughs) um (laughs) i i noticed when we watched um who framed roger rabbit they we talked about how like the eyeline or maybe we didn't. Maybe it was this video I watched about it. But the eyeline in the movie is what really made a difference in that those characters, characters are actually looking at each other in the eye. Yeah, and like like the live action characters are really looking at the animated characters in the eye. Um, and something I noticed in this was I didn't necessarily always believe Brendan Fraser was looking at the monkey. Mm. Hmm. There was one shot in particular that uh, really caught me like that, where it was Monkey Bone was in front of him, and then Monkey Bone like jumped up, like went up screen, and Brendan's eyes just kept going straight. It, mm. it didn't go up with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Although, was that the one that ended where he like face palmed? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like I think the whole thing was just him trying to 
do anything that might seem believable without knowing what they were going to comp in around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, too, like, with the 2D stuff in Roger Rabbit, they were able to animate after the live action had been shot, which meant from the animation point, they were able to really match eye lines really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see how they could have done that so easily at this time using stop motion. I don't think dragon frame was around. They were potentially still on film. Well, now that I, now that you say that, that jogs my memory, I'm thinking of this from, and I did post it to the let's rewatch Twitter. Uh, There's a guy who has a YouTube channel, captain Christian, and he did a video on Roger rabbit and some good videos. Yeah, he does great videos and he talked extensively how they actually did a lot of work in the um, shooting side of the live action to make sure that the eyeline was accurate and that there's one scene in the movie where the eyeline was off and what they did was they made Roger Rabbit press against a wall and stretch himself out so that way his his eyeline would match and then went down so they're able to compensate for it but they clearly kept the eyeline around three feet tall which is how tall roger rabbit is which is kind of crazy they like went in with that expectation so i would assume they went in with some sort of like here's the eyeline but it just wasn't one shot in these behind the scenes we were looking at where they had monkey bone as a puppet on set but it was all green with the green man in the suit yeah. puppeteering him i sent you that picture too so it's a green screen monkey bone and it might have even been the shot that you're talking about because in the movie i think monkey bone jumps straight up in the air but they can't do that with that little green screen puppet mm. so they just kind of had to have a moment where brendan like looks up trying to follow something yeah i think too like Richard Williams has just like an obscene attention to detail. Not mm-hmm. that Henry doesn't, but I think his is more on like the technique and the smoothness and like pushing the stop motion to be less jittery as opposed to like mm. what I would kind of consider classic 2D like continuity things. Makes sense. Yeah, and that's where I was feeling this movie was so uneven because sometimes they just crush it and knock it out of the park, and it's amazing how good it is. And then other times it just looks like they just gave up and weren't interested in making it look good. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure schedule and budget had something to do with that because you start with your your like A scenes, you know, and you get them really perfect, and you just. You can't do that for every scene. Yeah, and depending on how big mm-hmm. the production was, you know, yeah. your, your best animator isn't doing every scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's if it was actually on film, then you can't be, like, redoing every scene, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I felt like the, the monkey bone animation was very impressive and always seemed like the way he moved. Yeah. Seemed mm-hmm. very... Yeah. That character seemed really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I liked the animation on like the piano sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, man, that's really yeah. smooth. Yeah. So pop quiz voice of Monkey Bone is John Turturro. That is amazing. <gasps> wow, you're right. I might and, have and- looked at the cast list <laughs> earlier. <laughs> 
I was trying to figure out who Whoopi Goldberg's uh, sidekick was. Oh, who was that? He was... I still don't know. I can't remember his name, but he was Lowell on Wings, and he was Sandman in Spider-Man 3. Hmm. Um, Never oh, that guy. that guy. I don't know his name, but, but that guy. <laughs> That's weird, because I don't see him on the list in IMDb. Unless I was a big like fan of dense. Whoopi Goldberg scenes. I liked her. I liked her dog. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> luchador. Yeah. Pug. Yeah. Luchador. Luchador peg. <laughs> I like I the uh, replacement heads part. Oh, that, yeah. I laughed at that. That was great. That was, that, I love when he drops past. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was shades of Return to Oz. I just wish that they had like fleshed her character out a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. like given her more to do than just like sit behind a desk. I think she could have been scarier, which would have been like it would have been fun to build her up as really scary and then reveal like, oh, it's Whoopi Goldberg, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, uh, gosh, in the hands of the writers of this movie, they might this might be <laughs> the best that could have been. That's true. Yeah, I did like her um, very like office manner of running the underworld. Or come here, come here. Can you can yeah. you explain what is this green on you? <laughs> yeah. I yeah, work hard good. all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thomas running, Hayden running Church like a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Thomas Hayden Church as that little henchman guy? I'm quite confident, even though for some reason he's not listed. But I'm going to still go out on a limb and say it was him. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, death's assistant uncredited. I don't know why he would be uncredited. He's like he saw the cut of this film. He's like, <laughs> like oh, <"Nope."> no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I don't. I think this is quite possibly a movie that got better with age. Maybe. I well, I think it, like if you mean that after about an hour and fifteen minutes, it got better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think at the time that this came out, you know, it was referencing Beetlejuice, which I believe Beetlejuice was was like late 80s, was late 80s, right? So it would have felt felt really old then. Down to that fucking song choice uh, in one scene. Uh, What was was that? Like the, what style of music is that where it's like the... uh, Calypso? Yeah, Calypso. They even had a Calypso song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, at the time that this came out, that would have felt like, I don't know, not quite old enough to be nostalgic, just, Mm -hmm. like, dated feeling. Mm -hmm. So I think now that we're, you know, more than 10 years out from the release of this movie, it still feels very nostalgic to us, and I think we're more appreciative of the look of it all. Man, I'm looking... Oh, go ahead. I'm I'm looking at Beetlejuice on IMDb and really, really, really want to watch it. Can we do that for Halloween? Yeah. Can that be Would it Halloween? be too repetitive? Well, nope. we could compare and contrast. Man, there's a lot to talk about on this one. You know, even the joke you just said, Brett, that they're like running death as a business, like that's definitely a Beetlejuice joke too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I didn't I feel like when I first saw this film, I didn't make all those Beetlejuice connections. But I totally see them now, for sure. I just realized something. What? Indiana Jones plus Brendan Fraser equals mummy. Oh. Beetlejuice plus Brendan Fraser equals monkey bone. Phrase a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag phrase a movie. Movie phrasing. <laughs> movie 
be phrasing. Can we start our own podcast dedicated to Brendan Fraser movies? Wow. Tarzan plus Brendan Fraser is George, George of, of the, the Jungle. jungle. And, yeah. then, and then that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're forgetting the Canadian Mountie one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dudley um, Do-Right? Yes, yeah. Uh, what do you add to Brendan for yeah to Brendan Fraser to get Crash? Did oh. you ever see that one? He's in Crash. He was in Crash. Yeah. Oh really? no, I've never seen Crash. Mm-hmm. And then what do you add him to to get Scrubs? Oh, yeah. Oh. Cancer. ER. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's it's ER. ER plus Brendan Fraser is Scrubs. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, accurate. It's kind of true. So tweet at us your your movie plus Brendan Fraser equals maybe uh, Lone Ranger plus Brendan Fraser is Dudley Do Right. Hmm. Wasn't Lone Ranger American though? I guess. Yeah, but the the Fraser element does crazy Mm. shit. I think Uh, it's uh, what's that Canadian donut shop plus Brendan Fraser equals uh, uh, Tim (laughs) Tim Hortons. Hortons. Tim, Tim Hortons. There we go. I can't really think of any uh, like references they made in the movie that don't still work today. Like I was thinking of the South Park reference towards the end. Oh yeah, yeah. that still works. Uh, Stephen King showing up is still very prominent author. Uh-huh. That Stephen King cameo was pretty great. I, I liked him and Edgar Allan Poe. Shut up, Poe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although they took a pretty huge leap. Like I was on board with this idea of these are people who fell into a coma. But then an evil force was sent back and took over their body. Uh huh. So now the Stephen King we know is just an evil force having taken over Stephen King's body. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But I was not happy when they clarified that the evil force was Cujo. <laughs> so am I left to believe that Cujo has been writing books for thirty years? The dog, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind the of the dog's strange. a very successful author. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's plotting out story structure. He's figuring out <laughs> character arcs. He's making movie deals. Hey, oh, if, yeah. it, if it's better than it, then I think he's doing a good job. <laughs> wow. When did Stephen King go into a coma? Well, it's not 30 years. Uh, I mean... Wait, did I, he really I go into a coma? I have very fuzzy memory. I think he got hit by a car at one point, and I don't he, know if there was a coma involved. Whoa. Yeah, I know he got hit by a car, but I don't know if he actually did go into a coma or not. No. Yeah. Um, apparently, I guess he said he got hit by the car... And some fans were really worried that he wasn't going to finish the Dark Tower series. And oh God. that just annoyed him. That That's the thing they were worried the most about after he got hit by a car was his damn books. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, that Keep means right you're on. successful. It's true. Yeah. Don't like, die. Don't, leave me hanging. Yeah. They don't know him personally. Well, no offense to Steven, but he certainly me. isn't the sexiest looking guy. So, Wow. <laughs> You're all full of the judgment tonight. Jeez. Did you ever see him in Creepshow? No. Yeah, he's he's a weird looking guy. Um, yeah. that, was, that was a good, weird movie. He, uh, he's a farmer where a meteor lands in his backyard and he touches it and then like slowly through the short part because it's like the movie's all these different segments so slowly through his segment he gets taken over by this like green moss like alien moss and i Hmm. think his only line in it because just him by himself in his farm i'm pretty sure his only line was oh meteor shit when he touches it (laughs) (laughs) said just like that wow i mean fantastic who thinks okay we need to cast stephen king 
Yeah. Like in Monkey Bone, it makes sense because they're trying to think of people who have given people nightmares. But like if you're making a horror short, I don't think Stephen King is your actor. Well, I guess that one was um, that movie was basically made by both Stephen King and George Romero. So as I'm doing like a project together up now now i really want stephen king to be like the stan lee of horror films where he's just like in one (laughs) shot of every horror film i'm surprised they haven't started it already yeah two stephen king movies this year and a tv series coming out Mm -hmm. i i would i could see them maybe he is in them i don't know maybe he plays the clown no i'm just kidding it's not we already know that's not true so should we just jump to how we feel because i don't know does anyone have anything else to talk about uh yeah all right i mean, I'll, I'll say that i i came out of this with a much better feeling than i expected i was dreading wow. it a little bit it's not a great movie but it is a <laughs> mediocre to bad movie with some really good parts <laughs> um so I'm, I'm okay with it i'm not gonna rush into watching it again but I'm okay with it. Now, Sam, you also had not seen it before this. Yeah, and my my director set up my expectations real low, guys. Real low. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. Yay! It was so much fun, and I don't know why I loved it so much, because it was not good, and I was fully aware. No. Yeah. But I just couldn't stop watching it. Like, I wasn't, like, checking my phone during it. I wasn't wondering when it would be over. I just loved watching the people in this movie. Like, they all were just so funny to watch. I wonder if you had this experience. There have been times in my life when I just really hate a situation. But after a while, if I learn to kind of let go and forget about the things that are making me angry... And just kind of accept it and look at it a different way. Things get a lot better. And it seemed like this movie, once I let myself kind of click into, oh, that's how dumb this movie is. <laughs> and I stopped, <laughs> I stopped trying to respect the movie. You know, I yeah. stopped finding, stopped trying to find good things about the movie. It actually became a lot more fun. Yeah. I think that was where my expectations were going into it. So I enjoyed it kind of out of the gate. Okay. Um, Because, like, I kind of expected it to be, like, a real bad, like, sex punny, like, Saturday Night Live sketch drawn out. Uh huh. And and then it was. It was. I I think it was more. But yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It wasn't much more, but it was a little (laughs) bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, OG Brett, what are your thoughts? I think this movie was two different creatures packed into one thing, and it's totally what you're saying, but more of a every second closer to the plot they got, the worse the movie got. And (laughs) (laughs) it's so true because the first half of the movie is so heavy on the plot. Yeah, and Mm. like for being, you know, like. The reason we watched it was a- animation and the the weird whimsical elements of it. Downtown was the worst part of the movie. Agreed. Uh, and then we get away from that, and like you know, if you ignore the reasons why they're there, 
uh, Whoopi in in the death office was great. And uh, Chris Kattan running around as a corpse is fantastic. And, like, all of that stuff doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. Uh, and there's not really a lot of dialogue. And it's just funny people being funny. And they really knocked it out of the park with that. Um, so Because they I, let them do their thing. I came for the stop motion animation. I stayed for the physical comedy. Yes. Mm, totally. Mm. Yeah. And it's it's weird because I, I, I prefaced my viewing of this as – it's the uh, antithesis antithesis of a Brett movie uh, because I usually don't like slapstick stuff, but that was significantly the best part of this movie. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It being that part of the movie and not the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just want to see that little 15 minute stretch of Chris Kattan be an hour and a half and then, and then I'll be happy. Uh, But yeah, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Uh, more, as more mango, please. <laughs> I mean, if this came on TV, I probably wouldn't change it. Wow, <laughs> awesome. What a raving review. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, you, ever look, you ever look at a Rotten Tomatoes review and you wonder, all right, somebody decided this is either a fresh or a rotten review. Like, the people who write reviews don't say, blah, 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 my verdict, rotten. Somebody reads the review. You don't think so? Well, no, because they aggregate reviews from everywhere. But there's user-generated ones. Right, right. But if they take the... We're getting off my point here. But if they take the review from <laughs> no, New York Times... No, let's discuss in detail. The review from New York Times doesn't end with rotten or fresh. Gotcha. Anyway, my point gotcha. is, if somebody were to hear what Sam just said, they would have a real t- hard time deciding... Wait a minute. So is Sam saying this is good or bad? Yeah, I, is that I a don't rotten review them. or fresh. I I, <laughs> I do say that it's probably more deserving of like a higher rating than twenty percent, which is what it says it has on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that was wow. like the review for my favorite breakfast place that that uh, the Yelp review that got us to eat there, which was bland in all the right places. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I quote that. Where it's Bryce so and I will be somewhere, and I'll be like, you know what? This is bland in all the right places. <laughs> so, Ash, you were this movie's agent. I get well, Brett was as well. <laughs> but yes, I will say I have been wanting to watch this movie for a while. And so now you have <laughs> not edited. So, and that's all she out. wants to say on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be honest. It didn't live up to my expectations, like my memories. Wow. Now, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy myself. I did. But I remembered, like, our boy Frazier, like, having... I remembered him being more on the level he was in The Mummy. And he was not that here. I don't I don't think. Okay. You know, I, I felt like the first half of the movie, he was pretty flat and boring. And then yes, he was. Yeah, and then it sort of kicked into gear. And I also, you know, I remember loving the world that Henry Selleck had created in downtown. And I have to agree that this time it fell a little flat to me. Um, I think because I had a memory of it all being stop motion, and it just wasn't. Um, and I think also I was, I'm. I was like in love with Nightmare Before Christmas and I think, you know, this was like 
the next thing for me to watch because it was another Henry Selleck movie. So I think at the time I really loved it because I liked that look and feel. But um, but yeah, I, I have to agree with what you and Brett said where it felt very uneven. But the second half of the movie is pure comedic gold. Like I I have that was just it's just so funny. These doctors chasing Chris Kattan. He's losing livers and organs. It's just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love how all the organs he loses are roughly football shaped. Yeah, they all look objects. the same. Yeah. Like he's losing the same organ over yeah. and over again. Um, but yeah, it's the, like so great. The duct taping scene when he's like <laughs> duct taping yeah. his head to the T square. Yes. Yeah. Like so funny. And I think physical comedy is like one of my personal favorite forms of comedy because I'm a huge like Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin fan. Um, so Chris Kattan is just like the master of it. He, he's just so good. Indeed. All right, Brett 3000, what did you think of this? <laughs> um, I'd say I'm about on the same level. I, I think I remember it a little bit better than what I thought of seeing it this time. Uh, I still enjoyed it, and yeah, everyone's hitting the nail on the head saying how uneven it is. Um, Chris Kurtan parts, definitely the best. I loved him uh, twirling around on the rope, going in for the kick, yeah, yeah <laughs> and throwing his guts at Brendan Fraser. Um, and, I, I mean, I thought he did a great job as a Brendan Fraser, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah. he turned into Brendan Fraser Actually, pretty well. Yeah. Speaking of which, did they dub his dialogue with brendan fraser's voice no no okay i don't think so, so. No. okay oh and right. um then there was the uh the sister that was just kind of there in the beginning oh, Megan and just kind of tried oh, to kill yeah. her brother and then just left and yeah we're <laughs> moving on from that <laughs> she wasn't there she's not not a great character not a nice one not really fleshed out but but it's still just kind of funny. Like she just wants her brother dead and that's all she cares about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she was just playing Megan Milani. Yeah. Like that's just who that she is. Like if you've ever seen Will and Grace, like that's that's the character she is in that show. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, um overall good. Um another not, glowing review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not doing quite a little as, hand wave. Not quite as, uh, <laughs> as as rosy as nostalgia goggles seem to remember it, but it was still entertaining. It was silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so Brett, you've got a, a Twitch channel that you're working on to share some of your stop motion work. I was confused I, about which Brett you were addressing because you didn't give him a nickname uh, this time. <laughs> well, you know, the, the next step would be breast, and I just don't want to go oh, that far. What? <laughs> Wait, Why? <I'm- laughs> Take it back, please. What? Just take it back. I gotta take it back. <laughs> Thank you. T- tell us about your your Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, so at the moment, I'm in the process of setting up a Twitch channel, giving it a try to do some uh, stop motion animation on Twitch, and basically film myself animating um, live, which will be interesting. I think. Oh, Never so tried it's that not. Before. You're not gonna do the work, finish a product, and then broadcast a video. You're going to actually, we're going to be able to see your work in progress. Correct. It's yeah. one of the cooler features of Twitch that it's 
less popular as as far as like what they've been advertising because you're like twitch oh it's games Mm -hmm. but like they have a super cool art streaming section on it and like zach Mm -hmm. harris does that to one of our other guests and like it's it seems like it's the new way to share your creation creative process online because twitch is just live streaming i'm sorry twitch is just live streaming yeah 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 i i I get it i just wanted to clarify Mm. yeah i I was uh, uh from my understanding, Twitch started and was primarily like video game streaming where people stream themselves playing video games. And I don't know if it has, since the inception had this or started going, but now they do creative streams where they have artists, uh, some paint, some draw, some sculpt, some, uh, um, and I've got some friends that do uh, cosplay up in Portland and stream themselves making costumes. And oh, so, wow. um, it was one of my friends that suggested I give it a try because there's, barely any um people doing stop motion animation through twitch and i feel like it's um i don't know it would be one of the more interesting at least in my opinion one of the more interesting animations to watch um happen but i suppose we'll see we'll see what people think yeah i'm i would love to see it i'm fascinated by the the process of it you know it's i understand a very slow methodical thing Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'd like to see little chunks of time of what it takes to make something. I want to see this when this goes live. So, yeah, we'll th- we'll throw the link for it in the description uh, for the podcast. But w- what's uh, the channel going to be? Uh, so the channel name is Robot Owl Monster. How can you all keep forgetting that? It's so great. <laughs> we just want to hear him say it again. Okay. Robot Owl Monster. Yeah, we got it in pre-roll. I think that's the first time we said it while we're recording. No, he said it. Did he say it? No, we, yeah, we're going (laughs) to open the kimono here, but we talked a little bit about it before we started rolling. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, the curtain is pulled back. Yep, yep. We talk outside of the podcast. Every now and then. Dun, dun, dun. Cool. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us, Brett. That was really fun talking to you about Monkey Bone. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, if you like the show, uh, this is part of the Laugh Stash TV network of content. Uh, it's this podcast and a YouTube channel with a drinking show, a cooking show, and all kinds of great video game parodies and a lot more stuff. Stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So uh, definitely check that out. By the time this podcast episode airs, we will have the latest Let's Drink Out, woot woot, which is Star Wars cocktails. And I have to say, it actually turned out to be one of the funniest ones yet. So definitely check that out. Is a guest on that? Uh, Tom Gray from Player Piano. Oh. Yeah. And he's actually, we slowly break Tom over the course of the whole episode. But I remember funny. a lot of head shaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um but if you want to follow us, you can follow Laughstash at on Twitter at Laughstash TV, or you can follow this podcast at Let's Rewatch. And uh, we often do Twitter polls to see what movie you guys think we should watch, or we post fun pictures. Like I'll post the the pictures from the behind the scenes. I took some stills, and we also post pictures from the movie we're watching. I posted this one. Um, of Brendan Fraser in the quicksand when it was black and white, when he was dreaming and uh, nobody guessed it. I think it might've been too late when I posted it, but oh, too late in the evening. Yeah. But you can check us out there. And I just wanted to derail our normal program for a second 
And I just wanted to tell you guys, I don't know if you, the listener, actually reads Brett's descriptions, but my God, some of them are amazing and you should be reading them. And I would like to read one for you right now. Episode 47, (laughs) Romancing the Stone. Oh God, what are you doing that? Why are you doing that with that stone? Put it down. Put it down. What do you mean you're not even holding it? It can't be just floating the, oh my God, no, no, stop it. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I'm leaving. I don't care what movie we're watching. What is it? Romancing the Stone? Jesus. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. Poetry. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of me just up at two in the morning after I finish editing these and I'm uploading them and I'm just like, I'm just going to slam my fist against the, against the keyboard and see what comes out. Punch drunk uh, Brett. Anyway, yeah. if you're not reading them, you're really missing out. That's all I'm saying. I, I honestly don't know if that's his best one. Oh, it's probably not. <laughs> I went on a on a like uh Jerry Maguire yeah, references kick for favorite. like four episodes. <laughs> where just every every single thing was Jerry Maguire. I like that. I really liked the alien one as well, where you talked about mm-hmm. making an omelet with an alien egg. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So, if you liked our <laughs> podcast and Brett's descriptions of the podcast, please give us a glowing, wonderful, beautiful, super positive review on iTunes or Google Play Music. Yeah, we're like one good review away from having like actually five stars on iTunes, and then Ooh, that would be that would be rad. So, I would do it. Bad. And of course, make sure your podcast feed is up to date, and tell all your friends we'll be doing this again in another two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, next time we're going to watch Leprechaun, Back to the Hood. <laughs> Ooh, a classic. Is this is it two the number 2 or is it spelled out? Number 2. Okay. Yeah.